The Blue Jackets played real-life ice hockey last night uh, and yesterday afternoon for the first time in a million years or six months, depending on how you look at it. And uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about who we liked, who we didn't like, and our three stars of the games. Since there was two games, three stars of the night. Coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jacket. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, and finally, for the first time since April, game recaps. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. The Blue Jackets played two games yesterday. They played one against Pittsburgh, and then they played a second game against Pittsburgh. Two games against Pittsburgh is my point here. One there, one in Columbus, uh, and the Blue Jackets came away with three points of a possible four. I know the points are made up and the rules don't matter in the preseason, but I think there's a lot of good to talk about in both of these games. Um, so let's let's start off with the, uh, the first game, the afternoon game in Pittsburgh. That was a very uh, rookie prospect heavy roster. Um, a lot of lines and combinations that I don't think we'll see, um, apart from maybe some, some defensemen. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, the Blue Jackets lost 3-2 in overtime after leading 2-1 for the majority of the second half. Uh, they allowed the tying goal with like 54 seconds left because that's, that is how the Blue Jackets, Blue Jacket, um, uh, James Neal opened the scoring, obviously. Um, and if you had forgotten that James Neal existed, then uh, congratulations, me too. Uh, here's the fun thing, though, is uh, it was a power play goal. James Neal scored, uh, assisted by uh, Jack Roslovic. Just a weird, weird goal, honestly. Um, a very Casey DeSmith goal to give up, frankly. Uh, John Lizott of the Penguins scored, and then Nick Blankenberg scored his first. Uh, assists from Marchenko and Victor Rask to make it 2-1. Again, another power play goal. Um, and then, unfortunately, the Penguins scored in the third period to make it 2-2 with, like I said, like 54 seconds left. And then Jason Zucker scored with uh, three minutes of overtime left to take the victory 3-2. But I think there's a lot of positives that we can take from this game. Number one, the power play has learned how to score. Um, they have, like, four power play goals in these two games. We're going to talk about the second game in uh, in a minute. But two goals, both power play goals. Um, obviously scored by James Neal, who I do not expect to be on the Blue Jackets roster, let alone on the power play. But I think promising. Um, the systems are clearly working, and uh, they scored these goals against an NHL goalie as well. So, you know, it's not like they came in and scored a bunch of goals on, uh, you know, a guy that is probably going to be in the AHL or even the ECHL or even back to juniors this season. Uh, Casey DeSmith will be with the Penguins this season, provided he manages to stay healthy. And uh, again, I think that's a, a really good sign. Um, but the biggest the biggest thing for me is uh, and my the first of my three stars of, uh, of yesterday's games. Nick Blankenberg is, and I think Jeff, Jeff Svoboda, Jackets Insider, said it best uh, on Twitter 
the Blue Jackets have a bunch of right defensemen already in Boquist, uh, Peak, and Gabranson. Nick Blankenberg looks like a legit option that uh, I think is going to make things very difficult when the Blue Jackets have to decide who their top six defensemen are going to be. Uh, I thought he had a phenomenal game. Scored a goal. Um, he scored a bunch in uh, scrimmages, in training camp as well. And uh, I think we're going to see, if if he manages to get into some games, I think we're going to see a lot of Nick Blankenberg. And I think that's definitely a good thing. Um, he impressed me all year at college. Obviously, watching a lot of Kent Johnson games means that you watched a lot of Nick Blankenberg games. And he just always impressed me. And when he signed in Columbus, you know, we talked about it. Super, super excited. I thought he did really well with his, I think, eight or nine games that he played at the uh, the end of last season. And I have kind of been umming and ahhing over whether or not he should be in Cleveland to start the season or with Columbus. But everything I'm seeing from training camp uh, from this preseason, uh, and you know, obviously it's, it's one game, so we shouldn't draw too many like sweeping conclusions. But what else is preseason for? Honestly, um, he should be on this roster. Is he young and small and inexperienced? Yes. Is he good and uh, offensively gifted and a boon to this team? Yes. And I don't want, and this is the thing that I keep going back to, I don't want him to be that seventh defenseman because I don't think that helps him and I don't think that helps the team to have him sitting in the press box waiting for someone to get hurt. So if it has to be that he goes down to Cleveland and just ruins lives down there, like so be it. But I really do genuinely think that Nick Blankenberg should be on this opening night roster. Um, so that was kind of, that was my main takeaway from this first game. Not a lot of guys that are going to be on the opening night roster. I don't think it was mostly Jack Rostovic and a bunch of children. Uh, Kirill Marchenko was there. Um, something, oh, something else that I want to talk about before before we move on to the second game is uh, David Yerichek and Denton Matejchuk were paired up again. And again, like, they're just fun to watch together. Um, and it feels very much like you're kind of seeing the Blue Jackets in two to three years is going to be Matejchuk and Juracek. Either the second pairing, maybe even the first pairing, depending on how Wierenski ages, etc. But, like, man, they just look fun together. It is fun to watch those guys play hockey. Um, and so, yeah, the, like I said, not a lot of guys on the roster that are going to be on the NHL roster, frankly. But definitely... Definitely some good, some good signs. I think uh, in power play in Nick Blankenberg and uh, in Yurishek and Matejchuk just being fun to watch. Um, so in a minute, we're going to talk about the second game, uh, which I have a lot more to say about the second game than the first one because there's a lot more actual NHL guys on there. And uh, my new raison d'être, shall we say, the uh, that new top, that new look top line, which might not be the top line in the regular season, but is a ton of fun right now. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But first. I've got to tell you about uh, one of our sponsors, and I use this product literally every day, and that is AG1. And I started taking this because I didn't have time to really like think about what I wanted to do to make my gut health better, to improve my immune system. And uh, I stumbled across AG1, and I'm super happy that I did because it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has this kind of like sweet tropical taste that's really nice. And uh, I just feel so much better now that I've started taking this. Uh, and you can do it too. So what is this stuff? Well, 
It is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfood, probiotics, and adaptogens. And they're going to help you start your day right. Uh, it's a special blend of ingredients that supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging. All of the things that you need to start your day off right, AG1 has it and provides it. Uh, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, uh, you can have AG1, so it is lifestyle-friendly, and it is just one scoop in a cup of water, so it's super, super easy. You don't need to take a million pills and vitamins and weight loss shakes and workout stuff. You can just do AG1. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Grade is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the second game had a lot more going on than the first game, uh, which is to say that the Blue Jackets scored a lot more goals and the Blue Jackets won, and also there were a lot more, like I said, NHL regulars uh, playing in this game. It felt more like a lineup that you could see. There was still, you know, uh, the the bottom six and the defense was kind of a bit wonky, but the Blue Jackets won 5-1. to one, uh and again, just a bunch of, of guys you want to see scoring and also guys that you love to see scoring. Uh, so Justin Danforth opened the scoring just as we all suspected. The little guy, no, not that little guy, the other little guy, uh, Justin Danforth, who I'm a big fan of. And I think he's pushing hard to keep his spot on the roster that he earned last season. Uh, the Patrick Laine, Johnny Gaudreau connection is at one. Uh, they had to go via Andrew Peak, but Patrick Laine scored, makes it 2 nothing. Uh, Jacob Voracek scored, which I didn't think was allowed. Um, Voracek, for the way, by the way, had a three-point night. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau also had a three-point night. He had three assists, which, I mean, that's that's what you get Johnny Gaudreau for. And, like, I just, uh, I think I tweeted this on the podcast Twitter. He's just so much fun to watch. Like, in a way that Patrick Laine is exciting to watch and Zach Wierenski is exciting to watch, Johnny Gaudreau is exciting to watch. And I hope you can hear the capital letters at the beginning of each of those words. Like, I just, every time he had the puck, I was just kind of watching, like, with my hands in my chin, like, oh, my God, do that again. Like, just so cool, so fun. Um, and rewarded with three assists. So, uh Johnny Gaudreau coming as advertised. My hope for a Patrick Laine 40 to 50 goal season is still on. And uh, he fits right in. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about uh, for my second star of these three games, um, which is kind of cheating because it's not really a person in as much as it is a line. The the conversation all off-season or since free agency has been, well, who's going to center Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine? And I have kind of been falling on the side of Boone Jenner. Um, I don't think Jeff Ro Jack Roslovic has the face-offs, and I don't think Cole Sillinger should be the, the other guy on a line. I think Cole Sillinger should have his own line. However, watching Kent Johnson 
between those two guys. And I think this might be a case of, hey, let's just try him there and see how it works. Because like I said in uh, yesterday's episode, I believe, they've had a bunch of guys trying out that spot in training camp. They've had Boo Jenner there. They've had Jack Rostovic there. Um, Cole Silge is out with an injury at the minute, so he hasn't been there. But they tried Victor Rask there, which again feels like, hey, let's just throw this guy in. Why not? Kent Johnson uh, played there for a couple of practices and then in this preseason game. And I just think... Man, what if, what if we just have this as a line from now on? Um, I think it worked really, really well. Um, you can see all three guys are building chemistry. Um, is Kent Johnson big enough and strong enough to be an NHL center right now? Like maybe not. But as I've been saying this whole time, I don't think you need a Patrice Bergeron to play between those two guys. I really don't. I think. Kent Johnson is is good enough to hold his own on that line. But I think it's... Honestly, it might be the perfect situation for him to kind of look at what he's doing and to develop between two players as good as Goodrow and Line A. Like, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for his development, I think, if he doesn't have to carry a line by himself and can kind of learn how to play centre with you know, the offensive force of Patrick Laine and the transitional abilities of Johnny Gaudreau. Like, I think this could low-key be a really, really good line. Um, I also would like to... Uh, I can take no credit for this uh, because a friend coined it first, but I would like to officially move to call this line the small, medium, and large line because Johnny Gaudreau is small, Kent Johnson is medium, and Patrick Line is large. Uh, so that's that's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it the uh, the small, medium, and large line, and you can't stop me. And in a minute, we are going to talk about my third star of yesterday's games, and I don't think anyone will be surprised when I uh, when I announce who it is. Uh, so before we get to that, I do want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. I know I'm recording at like 4.30 Eastern in the afternoon, but it's fine. Uh, maybe this is your first listen of the day. If it's not, I still appreciate you. Lockdown Blue Jacket is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So if you haven't decided to watch this episode yet, then hey, why don't you head over to YouTube because you can now watch instead of just listening to me talk about Johnny Cadreau for the next 150 episodes plus so my third star i don't think anyone is going to uh gonna be surprised by this my third star for these games is goaltending um i thought elvis looked like elvis uh, he played two periods in the 5-1 win and then jet greaves played another uh played the other period and i thought he again played pretty pretty darn well um I like Jack Reeves a lot. I thought he looked really good at Traverse City. I thought he looked really good last season. I'm excited for him to continue to kind of develop and come into his own and become maybe a potential Blue Jackets goalie in the future. I, I really do think that that's, that's where he is. Um, but I also want to give props to Pavel Chayan, who played half the game in uh, in Pittsburgh, and also Nolan Lalonde, who I believe was with the Pittsburgh organization last season. So... Uh, he is fresh off of a season with the Iriotas, I believe. Um, I thought both those guys played really well. Uh, I thought Pavel Chayan played really well in Traverse City as well. Um, and again, it's it's very much a, this is what preseason is for. It's getting to see these guys that maybe wouldn't get NHL action any other time, but they get it right now and it's, it's fun. But I think 
for me, the the important thing is I was watching um, specifically Muslikins, honestly, um, and he looks like his old self. I know it's literally 40 minutes. Goalies can have good games, goalies can have bad games, but it looks like a real positive to me uh, how he looked in the net. You know, I think he was, he didn't say anything. I suspect he was dealing with an injury at the end of last season um, and, you know, just play through it. But he looks, he looks sharp. He looks good. Uh, he's doing the thing that he does where he just skates out to the blue line to take the puck away from a penguin. Uh, mildly stressful for me. Uh, exciting for everyone who's not a goalie, I'm sure. But that's, uh, that's my third star is goaltending because I thought all four goalies played well and uh, super, super optimistic about how Elvis looked. Uh, I'm hoping to get a look at Corpusalo in the next couple of games and see how he's doing. Obviously, he's just coming off major hip surgery, same with Daniil Tarasov. Uh, hopefully those two guys will uh, will get into a game at some point. I mean, you have to, you have to think that they will, but uh, that's, uh, that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, the Blue Jackets don't play for a couple of days, and then they have a game against Buffalo. So I'm expecting um, cuts to be made. Usually PTO guys, guys from juniors, will be sent back to juniors, or you know there might be a couple of guys sent back to Cleveland. I'm not expecting any major moves from training camp in the next couple of days, but that's what we'll, we'll kind of check in tomorrow with how training camp is going. We'll take a look at who's still there. Uh, maybe we'll have some more fun speculations about who should be in that center position. Maybe they'll try someone else. Maybe Bujana will be will, will be uh, scrimmaging. Uh, he's been practicing, but not scrimmaging. So maybe we'll see him take a, a spin in uh, in between line eight and Gaudreau. And so I think that's that's kind of what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, the podcast is going, to be, is going to be dropping about the same time tomorrow, I think, uh, just because of my work schedule. I don't have time to get up in the morning and record before I go to work. So I record when I get home. Uh, which is why it's dark in my uh, in my studio, my uh, my office here. So, uh, like I said, that's all I've got for you. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, it would be great to do a mailbag at some point. So if you have questions for that, then... Uh, Let's let's send them in, and I will get to those. Maybe we'll do a mailbag on Friday. Who knows? Um, but if you have questions, then feel free to send them to that email address or uh, at me on Twitter or comment on this YouTube video. Uh, thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. And... Uh, like I said, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Uh, we have gained a bunch of subscribers since the last time I recorded, and that's super, super exciting. So we are getting ever closer to the 250 subscribers that I'm aiming for for the uh, season opener on, I believe, October 8th, but I could be wrong about that. So if you haven't subscribed, then feel free to hit that subscribe button. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.